This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. To the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, we are going to be giving you four tips that you can use to overcome food guilt. And I am here joined by the incredible Steph Giorgio from Mind Food. Steph, hello, Steph. How are you? Hello. I am amazing. Super happy, super excited. I'm pumped for June. I can't believe we are at the end of May. What the heck? This year is going so quick. It's absolutely flown. Um, and I'm not too happy about it because the weather is getting quite cold here in Australia, which is a little bit sad, but Steph has moved up to the Gold Coast. So for any international listeners, the Gold Coast is in Queensland in Australia, and it is beautiful weather all year round. I'm right down the bottom of Australia, and it's much colder. So I'm slightly jealous. Oh, Adelaide's not as bad as Melbourne. Trust me. I moved from Melbourne, and yeah. You've got it way better than the Melbournians, so count your blessings. But yes, the Gold Coast is beautiful. This is true. Yes, it is absolutely gorgeous. But I'm super excited to jump into today's podcast episode. I thought before we kick things off, Steph, just do a quick intro on who you are um, and your expertise. Absolutely. So for those that don't know me, my name is Steph and I'm a psychologist here to break it down. That's been my little introduction on TikTok. I've been fully registered for almost eight years now, and I did my clinical psychology master's in 2020, 2021, and I will be a clinical psychologist next year once I hit my hours. And my area of, I guess, expertise or passion is in eating disorders and recently ADHD in women, but I work with all different types of uh, presentations, depression, anxiety, OCD, BPD, you name it. There's not one thing I haven't seen, I'm pretty sure, but I also have published a book, Food Jail, Breaking the Bars of Binge Eating, and that is me in a little nutshell. Yeah, you're an absolute superstar, and for anyone that's been a long-time listener of the podcast, Steph's been on the podcast a few times. Uh, always provides absolutely incredible value. So I'm excited to have you here again. And we're going to be talking about food guilt and how to overcome food guilt. So to kick things off, I wanted to ask, let's define food guilt. Yes, absolutely. So food guilt is essentially the emotion we feel when we've eaten something or we've had something to drink and we feel bad about it. So if we break down The emotion of guilt, guilt essentially comes when you feel you've done something wrong. It's not a positive feeling. It's quite a negative experience for many people. But often we find that it comes when our actions aren't really in line with what we think we should be doing, right? So for example, if you think, oh, I should have gone to my cousin's birthday and you didn't go. Your action didn't line up with what you thought you should have done. So that disconnect or that disharmony can often cause guilt. Yeah. Uh, And I think it's probably a very common emotion that a lot of women feel, especially if they're coming from having an unhealthy relationship with food. 
and if they have been labeling foods as good and bad because from my own personal experience and the experience of working with all the women that we have is that in our minds sometimes we believe that there's certain foods that are going to help us quote unquote you know uh, lose weight or become healthier and when we allow mm. ourselves to eat those foods that we deem as bad then that reflects back on us as being not a good person and I'm thinking back to the days where I was in this spiral of what was horrid cycle of just yo-yo dieting and the feeling of guilt and shame I would feel after eating too much going mm-hmm. over my calories or eating something I thought was bad was so debilitating. Like it absolutely consumed me. So, and I know it's a really common feeling among so many women. So we want to kind of touch on four tips that you can utilize today to be able to overcome food guilt if that is something that you're struggling with. So let's kick things off with number one. Mm. Yep. And even before we go into the tips, I just want to speak a little bit about about where it comes from because it's important to know this, right? Where does it come from? Well, food guilt can come from either your life experiences, different psychological or societal factors, right? Growing up, when I was around friends, when I was at the gym, the language was, oh my God, I ate so bad last night or oh my gosh, I didn't go to the gym today. And it was normalized that when you didn't do these things, you should feel bad or you should feel guilty or you should punish yourself. So I think if you're listening to this, reflect on what are your internalized beliefs when it comes to food, when it comes to expectations around body image and what you should be consuming because food guilt has to come from somewhere. And in order for us to change it, we have to know where it all starts. So I think it's important to reflect on that. So do a little exercise now if you're hearing this. Where did your beliefs about food come from? Did you have a mother who was constantly dieting, who reported she felt guilty or that she ate too much? Or did you have friends in school or high school who always spoke about wanting to be skinnier or thinner? Or did you go to a gym where this was perpetuated. For example, I would hate going to gyms and they'd be like, let's work off the Christmas calories or let's earn our brunch today. And I actually thought that was normal at some point that you had to earn food. So I think, yeah, just reflect on where your standards of beauty of what you should eat, where they come from. And then you can start to work on the strategies. I'm not sure if that's what you see or you've experienced as well, Tash. Like, Where do you think your food guilt came from? I think it's all the messaging that society throws at us. I mean, there is so much. I really, when I was in the depths of my unhealthy relationship with food, I did a lot of research on how to eat healthy. So the influences that I was following, the YouTube videos that I was watching, the podcasts that I was listening to were all preaching this morality around food and how some foods were very harmful to our health Mm. so I believed if I consumed these foods they would not only make me gain weight that was my number one fear but number two were unhealthy for me so I really had to stop myself from allowing myself to hear and to see these messages which actually a lot of the time didn't have science to back them as we know that there's Mm. a lot of people out there with big platforms that have big opinions but that doesn't necessarily mean there's anything, any science 
or research to actually back that up. So that's probably the thing that fed my unhealthy relationship with food and I think that's very similar um, and I think a lot of women would probably be in the same boat as me uh, in that capacity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yep, 100%. So coming back to, well, what can you do? Number one is do a little bit of a food guilt audit on yourself, right? So start to monitor the language you use when it comes to food. And I will correct my friends. I'll correct my family. I'll correct my sisters when they're like, I ate so bad yesterday or I ate so good today. And I'm like, "Mm -mm -mm." you want to eliminate the words good or bad because what that does, it either puts you in one or two boxes and no one can be good all the time and no one can be bad all the time. And food's just food. It's neutral. We don't want these characteristics associated with it. So you, you can only change what you acknowledge. So do a little food audit and notice your language around food and notice when does food guilt come? Is it when I haven't cooked a proper meal for my partner or child and I think oh, I should be feeding my family healthier because it's all food guilt happens on a spectrum. It's not just about body weight, shape and size. Is it when you eat off a meal plan? Is it when you're going out to eat and you chose what you really wanted to eat, the palmy and the chips or instead of the salad? So start to notice when does my food guilt creep up and why? What are the themes? What are the I guess, patterns in it because everyone will have different triggers. But before you even apply strategy, you have to know what I'm actually applying a strategy to. So one is doing an audit, seeing when it comes up, what you feel, what you think, what is triggering it. And then you can go into the next strategy, which is... Yes, I was going to say, and what is number two? So number two is... Once you know what tends to make you feel guilty, if it's eating chocolate, if it's having a pizza, or if it's eating out with friends, honor your food choices in the moment, right? I call this honoring it. I will sometimes say, I really want these Nutella cookies and I'm going to eat them. And if I eat the whole bag, so be it. It might happen and that's okay. Because remember, food guilt comes when your beliefs are in conflict with your actions. So if you're like, I shouldn't be eating Nutella cookies, and then you start eating the Nutella cookies, that's going to cause cognitive dissonance or cognitive disharmony or discomfort. And then what people do is they want to get rid of that discomfort. So they'll either eat the whole bag to get rid of it, or they'll um, engage in compensatory behavior over exercising, maybe purging, maybe restricting the next day. Whereas if you don't have that cognitive dissonance or that disconnect between what you think you should be doing and your actions, then you're not going to feel that discomfort because you're like, I'm eating the cookies. It's good. I'm enjoying them. So honor your food decisions before you make them. And then that eliminates food guilt from occurring. Mm, that is that is so powerful. Uh-huh. And that really then starts with your belief and your mindset around food, doesn't it? The hard thing yes. is, is when you're in the situation where you have this unhealthy relationship with food and you're telling yourself you can't eat something, when you do eat that thing and you start to think about, okay, well, maybe I will just stuff it. I'm going to eat the whole packet of cookies or I'm going to go hit the gym and do cardio for an hour. You feel like that is the solution to the problem. When actually the solution to the problem is your mind and your thoughts. But we don't stop to actually think about addressing those. We just think about, okay, well, what action can we actually take now to fix this? When you're going to just yes. end up 
reoccurring and the same thing's going to happen over and over again until you stop and actually reflect back on those beliefs and thoughts that you have. And I love that you you said that. I had a podcast the other day and it was light bulb moment and this person said to me, you know, money fixes money problems. Weight loss may fix a weight problem, but a psychological problem needs a psychological solution. So you can't solve food guilt with exercise because food guilt is a mental mechanism. It's a psychological thing. So you need a psychological strategy to manage that effectively. Right? So yeah, that's really, really, that is so interesting. We don't think that do we? (laughs) Not we don't, like we just think once we achieve the body that we want or we eat the perfect diet, that's the solution, and it is not the solution. Nah, it fixes one part of it, and so many people will attest to this. They'll say, Yes, when I lost all this weight or when I changed my body, I was never satisfied. I just kept moving that goalpost and I just kept going and going. So, weight loss, like it may fix a weight concern, but it doesn't fix a negative body image concern. Because you have to, your mind has to evolve. And the, the most int- the reason so many diets fail or so many extreme forms of eating fail is because people may lose weight, but their mind isn't changing as quickly as their body is. So that's why they struggle to accept their body. They struggle to keep the weight off because their mind hasn't made that same change that their body has. Very interesting point. Okay, let's go to number three. Yeah, totally. I could just talk on and on and on. All right. Um, number, three, <laughs> number three is start to challenge negative beliefs. So when you have a negative belief come up about food, about your body, about food guilt, challenge it. So for example, if you're feeling guilty because I ate a whole pizza instead of half or two slices or whatever, challenge that belief and say, okay, Maybe the belief is, oh, I'm disgusting. I ate so much pizza. Okay, where's the evidence I'm disgusting? Does that mean everybody who eats pizza is disgusting? How often do I actually eat pizza? You know, I eat five meals a day, 35 meals a week. And if pizza is even five of those meals, I'm still eating non-pizzaed food, 30 meals of the week. So relatively challenge these beliefs. People think, I'm going to gain weight because I ate pizza or I'm going to get fat because I had chocolate. Challenge that belief. Is that really true? Where's the evidence? Yeah, every time you eat chocolate, do you gain five kilos? No. Where's the evidence against that thought? Who do you know who eats pizza, chocolate, and doesn't gain all this weight? So don't be a victim to your initial thinking. Step back and critique it and challenge your beliefs. I love that. All right, and lucky last, number four. Lucky last is, oh, it might be a little bit more, but cultivate self-compassion. Research shows that people who are compassionate to themselves actually have better quality of life. They meet deadlines. They get their goals because self-compassion is associated with good feelings, right? It's nice to be kind to yourself and others. Whereas if you're poking yourself with a stick, if you're like, you shouldn't have eaten that, food guilt, food guilt, you're going to get cortisol. And what does cortisol do, Tash? Yeah, it prevents what makes weight loss very difficult. <laughs> and it's stressful exactly. your body. Yeah. Yep. 
So if you if you struggle with food guilt, just tell yourself, well, the guilt is actually going to make me potentially put on weight. So don't feel guilty. Have a guilt-free diet, right? It's the way to go. So be compassionate. Talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. You know what? Yes, maybe I ate a bit too much ice cream, but that's okay. Ice cream's delicious. It happened. Move on and let it go. In 10 years from now, this moment that you feel guilty about is not going to matter. And just on that final note, don't be afraid to seek support. If you're someone who gets food guilt often, if you're someone who struggles with your relationship with food, get help. Maybe a supportive program, maybe um, a psychologist, maybe a self-help book. You don't have to do it alone. Mm, Yeah, it can feel very isolating and there's a lot of shame associated with it, which I think can be really difficult for then people wanting to reach out and get help because you feel embarrassed. Yeah. A little a thing that I like to use with our girls is the goldfish mentality. So when they do feel like they are feeling guilty over what they ate, it's it's thinking about a goldfish has a terrible memory. So we forget everything that's happened literally five seconds ago. We don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow, whether we're going to gain weight or whatever it is that you're concerned about. We make the best decision we possibly can in the present moment because that's the only thing that we can control you actually can't control the past you can't control the future but you can control right now so there's no point worrying about what you can't control so if someone's listening and they're thinking okay yes i'm identifying with all of this you know where can they go for help what can they do yeah good question i think Try to stay away from diet culture approaches or even when you're at the gym. If you hear someone talking in a way that triggers you or makes you feel guilty, just try to disconnect from it, just distance and say, you know what, I'm on my own journey here and I, I don't need to take on board that feedback. Um, you can come find me on social media. I've got lots of helpful tips and tricks. I've got my book. Food Jail, Breaking the Bars of Binge Eating, and I actually teach you how to retrain your mind when it comes to food and your body. And stay tuned because I have a really exciting program coming up called Binge Free Brain, where we go through an intensive couple of weeks to retrain the brain and end binge eating for good, which binge eating and food guilt often go hand in hand, right? Sounds amazing. Yeah, well, I'll link your socials in the podcast show notes if you want to know more about that. Head over to Steph, Mind Food Steph, Instagram, TikTok, and there'll be more information there. But thank you so much, Steph. That was so, so helpful. Thank you. Can't wait. (laughs) Thanks, Tash.